This is Armand Asante. Eric Newman. Eric Hansen. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Case. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This is the Cigar Authority. The authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. In. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails. I'm ready to nail it. With your host. She does, you're, you're funny. David Garofalo. I'm funny how? Like I'm a clown? I amuse you? What the f*** is so funny about me? Tell me. Mr. Jonathan. Damn it, who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Very stunned. Sportos and motorheads, geeks, bloods, wasteoids, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. And Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old, and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to... <laughs> it's time... <laughs> for the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. September 19th, 2015, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. And this week, with us, he is deep... In the spirits game, the spirits industry, including wine, rum, and his famous Russian vodka called Hammer and Sickle, and he has cigars. And his cigars are really catching on. He is an overnight sensation in the cigar business, meaning he has been in the business over six years now. And finally, uh, we are not only the ones giving this brand attention, but everybody is starting to give it his attention. From Hammer and Sickle Cigars, the brand owner, Eric Hansen, joins us. We're smoking and drinking Hammer and Sickle today. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, yeah. the only radio show Just in the U.S. Up. and perhaps the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. All right, so pour us a, a shot to start off with. We'll right. just warm up with a little shot. We're going to warm up with a shot. Is, a this sh even, is this even legal? Yeah, is it legal? Uh, interesting little factoid. Yeah? The cap of the Hammer and Sickle Vodka is a built-in shot glass, if you ever... You know, find yourself wanting for a shot glass. Is that true? And is it is it a measured shot? It is a measured shot. Yes, it's a measured shot inside there. Pretty impressive. It is. I did my homework, Mr. Hansen. Beautiful. Did my homework. So we're going to smoke a uh, a new Hammer and Sickle cigar today. This is from the Hammer and Sickle Care. Pa this is from the Cigar Authority Care Package of the new Hammer and Sickle out there. And I know you retailers are saying, "Where are they? They're on their way, right?" You cigars are on their way. He's shaking his head. Yes, they are on their way. This is the Hammer and Sickle trademark. Trademark, not to be confused with the Hammer and Sickle icon that doesn't exist anymore. Right. <laughs> Hammer and Sickle trademark. <laughs> um, Maduro. Correct. Maduro. So, uh, do we know anything about this, Barry? Yep. Today's cigar is made at the Davidoff factory in the Dominican Republic, known as Tabadam. The cigar, formerly known as Icon, is now known as Trademark, which we will get to a little bit later on. The Trademark Maduro features the, Maduro features the same binder and fillers as the original Shade Grown, but it features a San Andreas wrapper, creating a true Maduro experience, and is available in three sizes. Today, we light up the 5x50 Robusto, which was part of the Cigar Authority Care Package for the month of September. You okay over there? There we go. Struggling. This is how we start. You know what? It's like 
I, I, I produce to... somewhat on a regular basis, but until we're like 15 minutes of this show, I'm still nervous as hell. Yeah, so we gotta, I we do not get... like to produce. I recommend drinking. There we go. That works. Right. Give me a shot. Let's have so a what do we? It's right there. All Are right. you supposed to say something like Nostrovia? No, you say, may the time we spend, what is it? May the time we spend together today not subtract from our lives, but be added, added to it. And may I get through a show without screwing we, up the producer's duties. Get these shaking. His impossible. hands are shaking. He's actually nervous. I don't like to produce. Not really a shot taker, but I'm going for it. It's ice cold, clean, clear, <clears throat> smooth. <laughs> Very good. It's very Smooth. good. The uh, I, I, I'm curious to ask Eric Hansen about this too because I learned a little trick called retrohaling. Once you take the shot, instead of trying to breathe in first from your mouth, you retrohale the vapors that are in your mouth out your nose, and it does something for no. So you don't breathe in first. Yeah, you, you don't. You're out. not burning yourself with that vodka, and that's a vodka or any spirit. That's where that burn sensation comes from, I think, is the vapors. Yeah. That's what I heard. I'm anyways. not a big drinker, but I'll tell you, uh, I have no problem with hammer and sickle. It's not strong. It's clean. Very clean. Very clean. We'll find out about that. Right now, it's time to cut our hammer and sickle trademark. Trademark Maduro. I want to go you to You want to say icon. I do. It's I not mean, icon anymore. It is. Trademark. Trademark. Trademarking. Trademark. Genius. Genius. Uh, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And there we go. Tastes like vodka. That's a little bit of sweetness Not, to it. That tastes raisiny. Raisiny sweet. Raisiny sweet is what we're going to go with that. I'm going to go with a, um, a mild fig reduction. No, I'm just kidding. It's raisiny sweet. So this is part of the care package. This is part of the Cigar Authority care package where for 1999 you get four cigars sent to you at the end of each month, and those four cigars will be smoked sometime during the month. This is one of the cigars you're in there. About an $8.50 cigar in here. Yeah. So uh, and once we should the, have a couple hundred people smoking along with us right, right now. And once the packages go out, you can't become a part of it. We had a few people find out that what was in the September yeah, no, yeah, package. It's too late. And they wanted <laughs> to get in on it. Yeah, right? yeah, no. And they found out it wasn't going to ship till October. What you, like, well, I don't know what's going to be in October. Correct. You never That's will. The you idea. have to be yeah. all in with the care package. And it's such you, a good deal. You have to be all it's in. It's a lifetime commitment. Or no deal. You can quit at any time, but you won't. So you're, you're really making a lifetime commitment because you're never going to quit. So it's going to be $20 a month for the rest of your life. That's how it's going to be. You unless, stop anytime you want, but you never will. So please commit it. Unless the FDA has something to say about I us know. talking about cigars. I know. Well, we've got big news for you. We'll talk about it later today. You know what I, I, I am aggravated at is that people talk about smoking rights and all that stuff. And, oh, I have the right to clean air and all that nonsense. How about if you get to take away one of my rights... I get to take away one of yours. There we go. You, an eye for an eye. You can no longer speak freely. So at least while I'm not able to enjoy a cigar, I don't have to listen to your crap. There we go. All right. I want to listen to your crap for a second. Tell <laughs> us about the Vertigo Lighter. This is the Vertigo Renegade. It's $14.99. It is, in, I believe, in the history of lighters, there has never been a four-jet lighter under $40 ever. Right. Typically, now there is $10 a jet. Renegade quad flame lighter and they said you know what we need to be able to have mr j say but wait there's more 
But wait, there's more. A flip-out bullet punch. But does it have But the, wait. Does it have the patented big-ass tank? There's more, Barrents. It has the patented big-ass tank that Vertigo is now known for globally. Yeah, it's not a plastic lighter. This is a full metal jacket here. People like in London go up to lighter dealers and they say, do you have the Vertigos with the big-ass tanks? And they say, but of course. <laughs> but we can't say that because it's patented, right? It's patented. It's not patented at all. I'm such a lightweight, I might be drunk already. I hear you. We're going we're gonna to smoke, drink a few different things because they make rum, two different kinds, so we're going to go through those. And then we like the mixture. We have the co copper glasses that we're going to end up with uh, Moscow Mules. Moscow Mule. It has to be in a copper. So Mug. this is going to be known, this show will be known as the Cigar Authority, the Drunk Edition. Yes. It's a drunk, <clears throat> the but drunk episode. I'll be four into it. I will be drunk. But we'll see how it ends up going. So uh, I wrote an editorial to go out Monday. 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 It was funny. Uh, we had our Cigar Association in New Hampshire golf tournament yesterday. Mm -hmm. And after there, we all got together with one of the retailers, went over to his home and had a, a cigar and a couple of drinks. And uh, during that, um, it got into a little poker discussion. And I kept quiet because I knew I had already wrote this. And I was actually taking a much different turn on how they were talking about it so they're probably listening now and saying uh why didn't you bring this up but uh they think differently than i do and a lot of people are going to think differently than i do but i'm going to say it anyway so cigar stores and cigar bars are businesses and why cigars and poker don't mix so I'm a card player. I've been in tournaments. I even owned and operated an online site called Cigar Poker Room. CigarPokerRoom.com, if you remember that. Uh, I owned it. And of all things, um, years ago, before the laws were changed to actually make it illegal for online poker, uh, this thing was out of Costa Rica where all the machinery ended up happening and, and, and it fed into the other uh, poker rooms. And it's very complicated how it ends up working. But it was a for-profit business. Um, that I got into, hopefully for profit. Uh, later on, some laws were changed. As soon as it was uh, made to look like it was illegal, I backed out of it. Uh, I've never been at the World Series of Poker, but it is on my bucket list for sure. <coughs> at the same time, I've been operating a cigar shop for over 30 years now, and I learned something. Poker and cigars just don't mix in the cigar store. A cigar bar and a cigar store in Western Florida, and Barry reported this a couple weeks ago, drew national attention as an from the sheriff's office led to the arrest of two men on suspicion of keeping a gambling house. Mr. McGinnis and Mr. Husley were taken into custody at Smoke on the Water Cigar Bar, which Mr. Husky owns. Barry, you've been there, right? Yes, I have, right yeah. in Western Florida, right on a, a man-made lake. Do you play there? No, but I did see the games going on. Here we go. So these guys were arrested on suspicion of keeping a gaming house. The warrant accused them of unlawfully exercising control and maintaining a gambling table or room for the purpose of gambling in a place where they had control or management. They had control of this. Uh, I'm quite sure uh, we have a lot of cigar shop owners that are listening and consumers who have seen a poker table in cigar shops, so they might be interested in the subject, so let's dig into it. Well, how dare somebody have something that the state can't tax? Well, that could be there's part a of big, it. There's a big issue right there. 
McGinnis was observed setting up a poker table and dealing cards at a Texas Hold'em-style tournament at the Cigar Bar, according to the arrest reports. But here's the kicker. McGinnis is listed as an employer of Bar Poker Pros LLC, a company that lists weekly charity events and tournaments held at bars around South Florida. The site also shows that the game supports over 50 charities, but a cigar shop is not a legal or licensed poker room, and the authorities have begun to put the hammer down, so be warned. What's wrong with a handful of guys kicking around an afternoon in a cigar shop? It's good, clean fun, right? Sure, unless unlawful activities are being conducted at the same time. Playing poker is not against the law, but doing so for money is. And there are things apparently wrong as far as the law is concerned. Today, uh, let's be Monday morning quarterbacks and look at what might not be good business as respect for a cigar shop uh, themselves. A local cigar shop in the modern is a modern day um, cheers like pub, uh, barber shop, hangout for lots of cigar enthusiasts. After work or in, on the day off, spending a few hours to meet up with friends and meeting new ones um, is the plan for a lot of people. The owners of the cigar shop make a living, this is their living, selling cigars to these folks while providing them with comfort seats and sometimes other amenities. You might see a domino table, a pool table, chess checkers. You might see multiple televisions, an outside deck, or even a poker table. These amenities are there for the convenience and added benefit to you, the cigar smoker, and they are things that simply complement the enjoyment of a cigar for you that you that you have hopefully bought at the very store where you're actually smoking that cigar. Well played. Yeah. If you didn't buy the cigar there, you probably shouldn't be there at all, but this is a discussion, a long discussion for another time. Good, clean fun, hurting nobody at the same time adding to the overall experience for the cigar. That is why these amenities are there and the only reason they should be there. The longer the time spent at a cigar shop should equal to the more money spent by the customer. That's the idea of it. Just like before dinner drinks at a restaurant to keep you there longer, the after-dinner dessert and coffee, the after-dinner drinks um, add on to the check. The longer you stay, you should be inclined to light up another cigar, obviously, in the cigar store, which are, again, purchased at the same shop where they're being smoked. Maybe you should be trying something different, a cigar um, that a friend told you that was delicious. Maybe something that is highlighted in the store or featured or recommended by the clerk at that store. This is the purpose of the Cigar Store Lounge, and this should be the purpose of the amenities that are offered at the store. When the amenities are used as a form of profit uh, for the cigar shop, such as the take from every pot on the poker table, this is where it gets ugly, in my opinion, for a few reasons. The attention is no longer on the cigar. The profit from the take of the pot is pure profit with no added expense. The feeling of the cigar shop now has changed and become segregated for the haves and have-nots. Now the old boys club has emerged. Those have taken over control of the lounge, the game, and the establishment while never forgetting that you may be breaking the law, and this is where the cigar shop gets a bad name or even worse. 
and we saw that in this case at all. They supposedly control of their own establishment. That's what the assumes that the owner of the shop has control of his establishment. I consider a good shop as clean and honest establishment. When you go into a cigar shop business, uh, as I remember in 1985, when I started in the business, I went to see a landlord to rent uh, a place to put my cigar shop in and was refused uh, to be able to rent that store because a cigar shop was thought as, of course, really a bookie joint. It was actually said right no to me. No kidding. This is obviously a bookie joint because it can't be a cigar shop. This was the way the industry was looked upon in cigar shops in the early 90s. But after the cigar boom of the 90s, changed all that. And a tobacconist operating a cigar shop was finally looked as legitimate. The cigar shop owner now was looked as looked at as an expert, a sommelier, if you will, but not of wine, but of cigars. We have come a long way. Arrests like this in South Florida takes us backwards, um, whether it be factual or not, rightful or ridiculous. Um, but we're going to let the courts make the decision on that. For them and for all cigar shop owners, I sincerely hope they are exonerated. But for now, what should cigar shops do to clean up their act? Magazines, if they are going to have them in the lounge for patrons to relax and read when there's nobody really to talk to or they choose not to be in the conversation, magazines need to be tasteful. Gone are the days or should be gone are the days of Playboy and Penthouse magazines tossed around the cigar shop. Keep it classy. A pile of outdated magazines is not reading material. It's a mess if you ask me. Television should be geared around the patrons and not the staff or the owners of the store. Stay away from politics and religion, if at all possible, uh, also in conversation. I even say stay away from finance as bad days bring people down. People want to be upbeat and happy and not depressed when they come into a cigar shop. Sports is always a good bet. There, uh, that also goes for music. A shop should stay away from uh, playing to themselves, but play to the masses, meaning a multitude of people should not be the small niche of underground, say, punk with country influence or something really narrow-minded, but play to the masses. I think playing uh, games in retail establishments should be quiet ones, if at all, simply non-offensive to other people not playing. I know this is not a popular statement to the consumer, but it's true. It should not it should not control the lounge, but enhance it. If added, it should keep and help the business and not hurt it, by all means, never being illegal. I'm going to interject for one Please. second. I think what you're talking about with games changes by region. Yeah. Because as you know, I lived in Miami for a few years. Sure. Loud, obnoxious domino games yep. are part of the cigar culture of Miami. Would it, would it work here in New Hampshire? Without a doubt, no. But in Miami, you expect to walk into a cigar shop with the banging of dominoes, the loud Cuban talk. It's just part of the culture. Is it good for their business? Yeah, because I think the majority of people expect that when they walk into a Miami cigar shop. They expect that Cuban experience that they think in their mind is what's relayed in Miami. I, I totally disagree. So you got four guys banging and being loud and playing dominoes very loud. 
and you got 20 other people sitting around and they expect, I, I believe that they expect that to be, right. but if I was to put a cigar shop down there and not have that, it would be the place you would want to go not being a domino player. I don't know if you're a domino no, player. No, I'm a big a, domino yeah. player. I adapted when I went to Miami and the waiting list to get on the table is usually fairly long. And people don't go out just for a cigar. They go out to play dominoes with a cigar. So the dominoes is the cigar bar culture of Miami. Yeah. I would uh, kill myself. Yeah. I, I, I would disagree. I, and leave, I would not go there. I leave my house to get from people talking to me. And when I was a customer, I would come into the lounge. I'd have a jovial conversation with the guys behind the counter, picking out my cigar, go in the back, sit by myself, smoke said cigar that I purchased at the shop and enjoy myself quietly for an hour. The TV being on didn't bother me because right. it's at a tasteful volume. People having a conversation quietly. If dominoes were banging around, forget it. I'd rather, like I said, it's much <clears throat> different here in New Hampshire than the culture in Miami. Well, I think it's time to open up a store in, uh, in Miami. We'll kill it. We'll kill it. <laughs> I think. Cigar shop uh, is a business for profit, and profit should not be a bad word. It, uh, it, it shouldn't be a hobby or a hangout. Uh, I know you're going there to hang out, but for the the guy that owns the place, it is a business. It's a business, and it needs to be treated as such. The heart and soul of cigar smoking was born in the cigar shops. It took a long time to build a good reputation. We are no longer lumped in with strip joints and corner bars, but I'm afraid bad decisions from retailers could bring us back to these bad times. Cigar retailers, in the growing cyber world, as ways to communicate expands, the oldest way of communication is verbal communication, and it is fading. Cigar shops is one of the few places I feel it is alive and well. Conversation in cigar shops is the best amenity it has to offer, and some retailers are not using that amenity till its fullest potential. It's free, it's special, and there are not a lot of places that can be pulled off properly Keeping communication flowing in the cigar shop is that amenity that you might not be using. For cigar consumers, support your local brick-and-mortar stores by always buying and smoking only cigars purchased in that cigar shop. I'm a broken record, but i got to keep saying it. Broken record. Pick up after yourself and chip in and pick up after others that are less considerable than you. Keep it clean and keep it legal, too. Don't bring in a Cuban cigar or any cigars for that matter. Don't gamble or do anything that jeopardizes the license of the business and the future of the owner who has the license for profit. Understand that profit is not the dirty word and allow them to conduct their business and be part of the success of their business and never part of their problem. As for the two Florida guys accused, the warrant accuses them of unlawfully exercising control in a place where they had full control or management. Whether they had control or not, they are ultimately they ultimately get the punishment. The people doing the unlawful activity, doing the gambling, appeared to just walk away. And I saw the video of it. While the owners of the cigar shop were handcuffed and arrested, and they will go through a long and expensive legal battle while hurting their business and their reputation at the same time. So playing cards is all fun and games, but consider a retail establishment a business in a cigar shop. Sometimes cigars and poker just don't mix. Well, I love that people have this obsession with the cigars themselves and, and pairing them with everything. But let's look at it like this. Clothes pair well with poker. So, you clothes. know, clothes, clothes, I'm wearing clothing. clothes, 
everybody wears clothes while they're playing poker. Yeah, Unless they're in a nudist resort. Yeah, very few exceptions. But thank you, Barry, for pointing that out. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm sure you had a lot of dudes on in mind <laughs> yeah. when you were bringing that up. Only you. You're not going to go into Macy's and set up an illegal gambling operation no, in the middle of the sales floor. It's ridiculous. So go why? in the supermarket. You never saw a, a poker table set up in there. And there's food. There's food associated with poker. You the, know, you have the, the beer nuts. The place where we're operating this show right now on the second floor of Two Guys Smoke Job in Salem, New Hampshire, was a private club for 10 years and there was a poker table and i spoke with the people that were up here a hundred times and i said listen they can't be gambling here there's a domino table there's a poker table there's video games there's tvs there's all kinds of amenities here for you but don't do anything illegal it wouldn't stop and it closed down I had to close it down, or I had to, I, I ran the risk of losing my yeah, life. They weren't the ones getting carted out in handcuffs. Yeah, it was going to be me. Sting, it's you. So after ten years, we end up closing it because that type of action would not stop. The actions I talked about during this weren't stopping. So this is what ends up going away. Some people listen. You need the money, and you end up accepting it anyway. The ultimate punishment is going to be losing your entire lease. This is what I think, and I know I'm going to get beat up on it. Uh, for some people, say I want my customers to do what they want. What's wrong with good, clean fun of poker? Listen, nobody loves it as much as I do. I, I was in the in the poker business. Uh, it looked like it was illegal. I bounced out of it. So that's that's what it is anyway. So uh, next week, uh, next Saturday is the great reveal. We're going to disclose the story behind Two Guys Smoke Shop's 25th anniversary cigar, which we included in the cigar care package. We'll talk about that. Uh, right now, our thoughts on the um, Hammer and Sickle trademark Maduro so far, as far as flavors and things people are smoking. A good balance between sweet and spicy. So let's say you had a, a raisin sauce that you're going to put on ham and you add a little cayenne pepper to it, and you got that fine balance between sweet and spicy going back and forth on your palate. For me, it's a flashback to what Maduro's used to be. It doesn't have that kick you in the ass yeah. strength that you would expect from today's Maduro, and it's welcoming to see something different or traditional, depending on which way you want to look at it. I have, as far as taste, a little, uh, say, black licorice type of taste. What What is that um, liquor that you put inside uh, coffee and stuff? Um, Sambuca. Sambuca. Anisette. Yeah, yeah, a, li yeah. a little of that Anisette uh, type of taste, possibly. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna uh, we're gonna go to break. When we come back, uh, he's been in the cigar business for about six years now, in the liquor business for a lot longer than that, and he is finally getting attention in the cigar business. He is the Frank Sinatra of the cigar world. He's been doing things his way since the very beginning. That's gonna stick, Eric Hansen. Uh, he's making it very hard to ignore him now. He is a revolutionary. Eric Hansen will join us live. We'll be right back. You are listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? 
Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah. They're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. Oh yeah. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, May we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro and every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut, you ready? Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez.
This is Eric Hansen from Hammer and Sickle Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar And we're back live from the Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast now over five years running about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. Eric Hansen is a local, meaning he is operating right over the border here in Massachusetts. And uh, we were on it from the very start. The packaging was very different. Glass, metal, marble, leather. This is why he is doing it his way. Um, Can I call you Frankie? Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> But what's in the box? What's in the box needs to get your attention, and it's finally getting the attention it deserves. Uh, I believe the Cigar Authority uh, believed in him, and Eric Anson believed in us. He was one of the first advertisers here in the Cigar Authority. Thank you, and welcome back, Eric Anson. Thank you so much for letting me be here. This is great. I, I think that. he was the first. I think he was. I was the, the first. I was the first. The first. So again, it's incredible vision. Vision. You had vision. Yeah. You had vision. Uh, we're smoking a new. The new trademark Maduro, a Maduro mm. version of the cigar formerly known as Icon. Why the change? What's up with that? Um, we, got, we got sued. Yeah. <laughs> right answer. <laughs> we, got, we got sued. Um, our legal counsel said we would win. It would cost us about anywhere from 380000 to 500000 to win. Uh, yeah, you're going to win anyway. But the, the, we, took, we took a look at it and said you know, the, the money's better off spent. Um, other places with our company and our growth. So, and you have an interesting way of giving the cigar industry the finger. You don't actually give them the finger. You no. trademark words like trademark. Yeah, it's great. It's a. <laughs> so we just turned around and we were launching. What was what's great is we were looking at Icon saying we were going to extend the line anyway. And it'd be hard to have a a multifaceted line with a with a singular moniker like Icon. So um, we were fooling around with, hey, what are we going to do with this long term? And it's just that it actually just sped up a decision that we were probably going to come to on our own, but nobody likes to, to be told what to do, at least if not me. Um, and nobody likes the other cigar anyway. You think they would just go away, but bullies. The big guys are bullies. They push around the little guys, and even though they know they would lose, they would push you around anyway because they know uh, you're either going to spend a whole bunch of money to end up winning or you're just going to roll over and stop. Barry Stein? So, Icon is no longer Icon, it's now Trademark. That's have removed the secondary band that said Icon. Correct. We had a customer that was adamant that mm -hmm. it was a different cigar. Of course. Is it the same cigar? Yeah, it's the exact same cigar. And in fact, we went further. Not only is it the same cigar produced at the same factory with the same ingredients as we use um, as our terminology or same components as a lot of people in the tobacco business use. When we launched um, this month, when we went to market with Maduro, the wrapper, I mean, I'm sorry, the filler and the binder in Maduro is exact same as well. Um, the only thing we decided to change was the wrapper. We wanted to see if we could deliver the same mild execution that we delivered with what is what the original icon, which is now trademark, you know, the Connecticut version. Yeah. We wanted a sweeter version to be delivered in a traditional Maduro, and that's what this is. Which is exactly, listen, the, the folks out there, Maduro, don't be afraid of the dock. You see a dock's a guy, you consider it to be strong. Maduro means ripe. It's a sweeter component. But a lot of manufacturers do actually change the ingredients of the Maduro cigar to treat it like the consumer would think and make a stronger blend for the Maduro, taking away the sweetness and not getting the sweetness component to it, you're actually throwing the sweetness away, which is the whole reason why you would make a Maduro to begin with the proper way. Right, and I'll go one step further. Yeah. San Andreas Maduro has a very distinct flavor to it. 
Yes, agreed. And it's not as noticeable on the icon. It's more about the whole package. It's mild. You know, too many people have taken and they've bastardized Maduro. They aren't, first of all, in a lot of cases, they aren't real Maduro. I mean, I would, I would suggest oh, yeah. as a consumer, you pick up the cigar and rub it. And I'll tell you what, if that black, dark finish comes off on your finger, it's glycol. And it's been painted yeah. uh, to look black because they didn't want the extra time and cost associated with actually going through the Maduro aging process, which takes longer, adds more heat to it, and is makes it sweeter. Far more difficult to do in a yeah. true way. And isn't it isn't it somewhat a way of washing cheaper tobaccos? Because if you spend all the time on that Maduro wrapper, your expense on the cigar has gone up. That's so correct. it would make sense to use cheaper, less fermented tobaccos on the inside and rely on your your natural Maduro to cover that up a bit. So you end up paying as a manufacturer the same amount and you guys didn't do that. You took something that's authentic, so you took the hit and your cigar is phenomenal as a result. Now, winning combination that you had the icon cigar of the year, um, the um, well, which is going to mess us all up because the icon was the cigar <laughs> of the year, but it needs to be changed to uh, trademark Hammer and Sickle trademark Connecticut. Um, it's not as easy a lot of times to just change the wrapper. Combustion is going to change. You go from a thin Connecticut shade wrapper to a thick San Andreas Maduro, yet it works. It, again, it works because of the, the, the type of producers that we work with. The folks at Tabadon, they're the best, we believe they're the best factory on earth. Um, I think you, know, you folks have been responsible, as have some, some others, in debunking the myth that Cuban cigars are made by angels in these places. <laughs> and, Unicorns um, and angels. You know, there's roses and lollipops. Yeah. And that's not the case in any way, shape, or form. It's tobacco left at the side of the road for everybody to pick up and then put together and send listen, to market, whatever yeah, they can. Hey, listen, the people from Davidoff used to make their cigar there in Cuba. Correct. They burned them all, and they go to the same factory that you're at and said, okay, you guys make it because you can do a better job. So That's correct. Yeah. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Eric, you've said in interviews that Hammer and Sickle is, as a brand, yes. is something that you're trying to create as a lifestyle brand. Do you find that the price or the lack thereof, being that you're under $10, is an issue in creating a lifestyle brand because it's almost not expensive? You know, we've been told we're not expensive enough for about the last year and a half. Yeah. It has come up and come up and come up as the cigar has gotten more visible. It's a funny business. It just takes time. You just sort of have to sit it out for the first few years, get what you can. Until the word sort of seeks seeks, <laughs> seeks its own level, I guess, or seeks yeah. out. It's a very interesting business. Yeah, they, they're starting to believe now, but at the beginning of it, there was even an issue over the the symbol that was on your cigar. People, sure, people have a problem with the hammer and sickle, but this is different than um, the hammer and sickle that people know as communist country. Yeah, the, I mean, the mark of communism is a star. If you look at all the communist countries left on Earth, um, you know, Cuba. Venezuela, China, there's no hammer and sickle on those flags. Hammer and sickle is very unique to Russia. The hammer represents the industrial north and the sickle is the agricultural south and the two come together. What the communists did with the, uh, the mark that existed way before they showed up in the Bolshevik Revolution in 1933, they put a star on top of it and that's the communist star that they put on top of it which was the the star, that's a red, the red star with the yellow center and it's the blood of the worker and the whole thing. So 
again, you can you can study communist history on your own. I'm not going to bore you. Yeah, with it. no, but it's interesting because as a retailer, I've heard from, from customers also at the same time they'll say, uh, "When are the Cuban cigars coming in?" Or do you have any Cuban cigars? And then look at the hammer and sickle. Uh, the hammer and sickle logo on and say communist. And I say, no, the cigar you asked first, that is a communist country. Right. That is a communist cigar. And this is not. But, you know, what do you do to, how can you educate the world to know that this is a, a different thing? Slowly and surely. You know, yeah. What you do is you give them a great product that they end up smoking at some point. There's no monogamy in cigars. Everybody right. tries you at some point. And you, they say, oh, wow, it's really pretty good. I'm going to have this more often than once. Now, you just came back from IPCPR and you saw that and lots of new retailers. Lots of new retailers. We had um we had our best show. We out we outsold our last two shows combined. We outsold a year ago on day one. So yeah, so I might, there it goes. I might be jumping ahead, but you also introduced something new at IPCPR that should be showing up on shelves probably within the next four to six weeks, maybe. Yeah, we're gonna deliver Kalanok in the next uh, in the next four weeks, so mid mid October. And Kalanok is totally different than our their hammer line. It's our Again, our portfolio extension moving to another full brand to put in the in, in another, under the country under the company, which is Clint Tobacco, and Kalanok is a, for the world's first peat-fired cigar. So we actually cured tobacco with peat. It's the same process we use in the Scotch business. And, um, we think it's a, it's the right way to deliver a, a cigar that goes effectively with Scotch. Yeah. Now, you're in the, you're in the liquor business. Yes, correct. Camera and sickle vodka is your first thing. Then you mm -hmm. come out with rum. You have wines. You have you're, you're in the liquor business. Now we're starting to see a lot of other manufacturers kind of going into that direction and pairing and things like that. That sure. um, you went the opposite way, where you made your liquor first and you paired a cigar to go along with your liquor. But they're taking their cigars and then saying it goes good with somebody else's liquor. Correct. Yeah. Um, Again, it, it takes a lot of capital, a lot of know-how. You have to be a multifaceted, multidimensional firm to be able to pull off a lifestyle brand that lives in different places. Yeah. And you have to be willing to hire the people to do that. And we're, we're sort of willing to do that. We understand how it works. Some other people just, I don't think, have made that commitment yet. We're seeing it, we're seeing it also in Cuba. The Cuba has made a, a um, rum specifically made for Cohiba cigars. Correct. The opposite, again, as they're doing in the U.S., they're doing it, they actually made the liquor to go with the cigars, not the cigar to go with the liquor, right. as you did. So they're actually copying you. So you've come out with rum and you've come out with vodka, but now you're going to have a cigar that's peat cured, and peat is usually synonymous with scotch. Correct. Is there any plans to release scotch down the line that would pair perfect, perfection with the Kalanok? No, and I'll tell you why. There's so much heritage involved in specifically scotch made in Scotland, okay? So not American whiskey, which is also scotch, not American bourbon, which is also a version of scotch. So we think scotch exists. What I take the different regions of Scotland that produce very specific flavor-oriented scotches and produce enough versions of Kalanok using local peats and local understanding of, of geography and our relationships with those distillers to produce cigars that truly do pair off and truly do go well, but there's so much of it already in the marketplace, it makes an awful lot of sense for us to just stick with the tobacco on this one. I so want to mean that there's so many on the marketplaces that maybe a potential partnership in the works where there'll be tastings to go with the Kalanok. I uh, certainly couldn't ex couldn't could <laughs> couldn't announce something like that today. So yeah, we'll yeah. say yes, but you're not ready to announce it. <laughs> Saying no comment. <laughs> I'll let you say yes, and I'm okay. not ready to announce. Listen, I want to go deep with with Kalanok. When when it comes out, Kalanok, 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 Kalanok. 
Uh, I want you back on the show when that cigar is released uh, and really get into it because I, I, you, you were kind enough to actually give me two samples of that cigar, one that I smoked just plain, just smoked a cigar, and later the next day going to see you and you actually giving me some scotch to go along with it. Totally different experience. I think it's totally going to change the face of the cigar industry to the fact on you have all these companies coming out with cigars that they say pair with scotch or pair with rum, but this will be the first true cigar that will have a flavor profile that's synonymous with scotch. Yeah. That's not alcohol-based. Right. right. No alcohol. So, Eric, it appears to me that unlike many manufacturers and brand owners, you are less concerned about having a, quote, face, end quote, of the brand and more concerned with putting out products that perform. My question is, with such an awesome portfolio of products and with the introduction of Kalanok, why not do what everyone else does and step further into the spotlight yourself? Because then, then it's not a brand. Um, people, I think, uh, first of all, I think that time has passed. I think it's been done. It's been done by some very smart people um, that built some amazing firms uh, around their own personality. And if you talk to them all at this point where I think they've been around for 20, 25, 30 years um, and they'd like to sell off their brand or whatnot or learning that they're unsaleable. Yeah, their brand is the they person the themselves. Um, and you can only do so much. You can only be so many places. You know, personal service contract-based products or products based around an owner require that owner to be everywhere, every time, every, every place. They brought back uh, Colonel so. Sanders. They did. Yeah. <laughs> they did. And they're doing a brilliant job with it. Yeah, yeah, and back with the food job. Here we go. Hey, any thoughts, Eric, of a limited run? God, I love of a <laughs> I do. It's one of, it's, it, it, how do you not love Kentucky? No, Fried it makes me sick when I eat it, but I can't stop. Oh, obviously. it's magic. <laughs> this is an oh, it's so good. You know, I don't think a cigar is addictive. doesn't have addictive quality. Nicotine level is so, but KFC absolutely oh. does. But the most pressing question is <laughs> original or crispy? Original. Original, yeah. Original. Without without there we go. So you got, there you got it. The Cigar <laughs> yeah. authorities made their point. Mr. Jonathan would never eat it. So I would don't never, I would he doesn't even had, drive by it. I've never had KFC, and I do reroute my uh, he doesn't even GPS around, <laughs> around them. Any thoughts of a limited edition, since we know that the wrappers both burn on trademark, mm -hmm. any thoughts of a limited edition that is a barber pole, which would be a combination of the two wrappers? I don't traditionally like barber poles. I think if we got enough request from the marketplace for it, I'd deliver it. Can we have it? 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 <laughs> limited release. Speaking of limited release, how about uh, the first limited release you came out with that we were so smart. <laughs> we were so brilliant to make this move. We actually bought them all. Now it's his idea. You see how that works? Right. That was you? Buy that them all? That was me. It was. You were the it buyer. Was. That's right. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it was awesome. Hey, you're the boss. You can have the idea if you want it. Um, any uh, any thoughts of a limited release product itself? Totally limited release. We've played with limited releases. You know, we did Sochi for the Olympics. Yeah. Um, we did. Uh, there was a reason, right? Yeah, there was yeah. LA fourteen. So when we have a, we, when we think there's something to celebrate or something to do, we'll do it. But just to build a company or to add to a company through limited releases, I think the problem is it upsets the consumer, and it definitely I know it upsets the retailer. You get somebody on something and then it goes away, and yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah. Doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me to, to predicate a brand around it. All right. Want to play a game? 
Love to. Okay, it's time for this day in classic history, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Rap battle. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow, it's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day, tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In classic history, is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com That's twoguyscigars.com Celebrate today with a classic cigar. All right, Barry, champion, you know how it works. It's the closest of the date without going over. Four people celebrating their birthday today. Special happy birthday going out to Jose Dominguez. Celebrated it yesterday. We won't get into that, but we have four today. Barry is our champion. He's going to go first. Sure. Okay, today is the birthday of Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon, TV host, comedian, actor who became known for his impressions of Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, and Adam Sandler on Saturday Night Live. He hosted NBC's Late Night with Jimmy Fallon from 2009 to 2014, then took over Jay Leno as host of The Tonight Show. Jimmy Fallon, born today, what year? 1970. 1970, he says. 1972. 72. 69. 69. 72 will take the point because it's 74, Mr. Jonathan, is in the lead. He's been here all right, Mr. Jonathan, you ready? I'm ready. This is to you. Today is the birth date of Adam West. Adam West, TV actor who biffed and powed his way through fame with ABC's Batman from 1966 to 1968. That's a hint for you. And since returning, provide voices for animation superheroes. He's born William West Anderson and chose to his mother's maiden name uh, for a stage name. He played the fictional mayor, plays the fictional mayor on Family Guy and provided the voice of the cartoon version of himself. Um, born today, Adam West, what year? 1949. 1949, he says. Eric Hansen. 1941. 41. 43. 43 of much over. All he is, 1928. No, wow. 19... And he's still alive. Still alive. Wow. 1928. Looks so we're talking good. 62 plus 15. We're talking 77 years 88 old. 88 years old. Wow. 88 yeah. years old. Yeah, my math is good. Way to go with the math. That's yeah, that's heard right. of proof that my last name, Stein, has nothing to do with <clears throat> Nothing. <clears throat> okay, Eric Hansen. Wow. Today is Paul <laughs> Williams' birthday. Paul Williams. I don't even know who that is. He's a songwriter. From Kiss? Academy Award winning songwriter who wrote uh, the song We've Only Just Begun, Evergreen, Rainy Days and Mondays, and many others. 70 trademarks. He wrote hits for Three Dog Night, The Carpenters, Baba Streisand, Helen Reddy, Kermit the Frog. He also had a variety of. Uh, High-profile acting roles as Little Eno Burnett in the 1977 action comedy Smokey and the Bandit. Little guy, Paul Williams. Wow. You don't remember him at all? He was all. the little bitch. You were my hope. I was figuring these guys weren't going to do it. I remember Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit. Okay. 1951. 1951. Barry Stein. 32. 32. I, too, have 1951. 
32 will take it because it's 1940. One to one to zero, Eric Hansen. That's I'm terrible at this. Yeah, plus you're the, you're the new guy. These are the guys that are professionals. One to one, and we only have one question left. All right. Exact number gets two points and a win for you, and you guys know what to do. So this is going to Barry Stein, our reigning champion. Today is the birth date of Brian Epstein. Brian Epstein. He's a paisan, right? Yeah. Epstein. Well, is that the guy that forgot his homework and welcome back harder? No, he isn't. He was the English uh, music entrepreneur best known for managing the Beatles. Epstein first discovered the Beatles in November 1st, 1961 uh, at a lunchtime Cavern Club performance. He was instantly impressed and saw the potential of the group after they were rejected from nearly every major recording company in London. Epstein secured a meeting with George Martin, head of EMI, and the rest is history. Brian Epstein, manager of the Beatles. 1919. 1919. 1920. 1920. Do you have that written down? 1920. You know, you call me out all the time, so I have to You're pull you are looking at me. I, I, I can't tell if you wrote anything down. You're hitting down there. 1920, 1919. He does his on the computer. I don't have a pen, so, he so could, I'm using he the calculator. minus or plus. You guys done? Yeah, we are. 27. 1927. You got it. You got a three-way tie, and I have no other answer. That's good. A three-way tie. This classic thing, classic history, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Whichever classic you choose, it's available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar and a reminder. Come in on... Any two guys smoke shop location, Salem, Seabrook, or Nashville, New Hampshire, on your birthday. And we have a birthday guy right here. And we will be happy to cut and light a free happy birthday cigar just for you. See how it works? You just come in on your birthday, you get a free cigar. That's how easy it works. That's correct. Okay, where are we at? Uh, well, since we have two minutes to kill, we have Colin out coming out in four weeks. Is there anything in the works long range? And if yes or no, are you willing to disclose any of that? Give us a scoop. Give us something. Give us a little hint. It's good for business. <laughs> <laughs> it's also good for radio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have seven, you know, Kalinox Innovation number one of seven that we have in the pipe. Now, Kalinox, Kalinox, Kalinox is a twenty-five percent peat fire cured. Correct. My so. understanding is that there are going to be two more versions of that. There'll be three more versions. There'll be a 20, well, 20 Kalinox coming out as 25 um, next month. And then by February, we should, February, early March, we'll have the 50. The trade show next year will have the 75. And we will be doing uh, short runs of 100 every year. Oh, really? Okay. Is there an MSRP attached to the first release of the Kalinox yet? $12.50 per cigar. How many count boxes? 12. They come in a scotch tube. So the same, uh, you know, if any of you bought of high-end scotch in the past, the bottle comes actually in usually a, a, a tin tube or a, yeah. a, a um, so cardboard again, tube. So again, no wood. <laughs> I what? Just, I have trouble with the wood, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there's a pill for that. Yeah. There, there are several. There are the several. cigar that we're smoking in the next hour yes. is the only thing that I know of that you've had in a wood box. Yeah. But and that's not you your mean, average everyday No, it is not. <laughs> No, it, no it is not. There okay. had to be a reason for you to mm -hmm. use wood there. And if you notice, the number on that box is number three. That's right. Number three of how many were made? 1,000. 1,000. Number three but of 1,000. How but cool But not is that? all of them went to the American market, correct? Uh, we had some that went international. Mm -hmm. Correct. 
So are you international? Are you in Russia? Uh, we are in Russia. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. We're Russia. about to launch a very substantial deal in the next five weeks to be in um, the the Middle East of all places is becoming a substantial um, pipe and cigar market. And we're, we're, we're finishing, finishing up a deal. Again, I have to be careful with how I say it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to enter Southeast Asia and the 14 Arab markets. So there's a lot of people in the industry that are in Germany right now because the big trade show is going on there. And Correct. here you are with us, you were at our golf tournament yesterday, uh, international company, why weren't you at the big trade show? I can tell you that the challenge with Europe, with old Europe, is taxation and the weight of cigars. So our issue is we do not produce thin cigars. It's not so much that the Europeans are enamored with um, smaller ring gauge. It's that they're sold smaller ring gauge for profit purposes because of the taxation is being as extreme as it is. So when you get into gram weights of cigars, 50 ring gauges, 52s, 54s, 56s, and then this other stuff we have now in the market in the 80s and yeah. you know, Cro-Magnon arms and other, kind of other things that are out there. Um, they're unsaleable because of the price points. Ah, because they're taxed by the weight of the cigar itself. That's correct. So a lot of markets, cigars that trade very well around the rest of the world in old Europe don't trade very well. All right. You want to stay with us? Sure. Beautiful. Okay. When we come back, uh, lots in the mailbag. Old Fod Freddy, some crazy stuff in the asylum. Barry's got some uh, cigar news, some big cigar news, and uh, lots more. We're going to light up a cigar that came out a few years back. How many years back? Uh, 2000 and. 2010, so we got five years on bad boy. We're going to finish them off. We're going to finish these bad boys off, and what, five years is enough. Can't wait any longer. We'll tell you about the box. We'll tell you about the cigar and lots more. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And when you're smoking your trademark Maduro, keep the lid end out of your mouth. Truly bold cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda. 
Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers, aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Mancana. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This is a little bit of shake. Is the Cigar Authority. Damn straight. The authority on everything cigar. Shake your face. Yeah. Get used to it. And out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's the lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. <laughs> Good day, mate. Let's put another bomb of all day. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, hey Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of dominoes, AFC, and always delicious Taco Bell. Berries. That's what I love about the high school girls. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! We get some meatloaf! It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer fireman. For the Cigar Authority. Hey, shake it back, gal! Woo! Shake it back! And we're back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. And today at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Old Five Freddy, good news and bad news. Gentleman Chuck Morrison is here. He's not here, but he's here because he's debonair. Uh, new cigars hitting the shelf, um, and we are drinking. This is the drink, the drunk edition of the Cigar Authority. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live. Or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube, where you can set it and forget it on both. Hammer and Sickle, Trademark Maduro is what we just smoked, and I'm just wrapping it up right now. Sweet taste of a Maduro, not overpowering. If you're looking for what um, real Maduro tastes like, this is a go-to Maduro cigar because most of them are overpowering and you can't taste the sweetness of it. This, we said, was what kind of wrapper? It was a San Andreas Mexican Maduro. Okay, so very, very interesting of that you can actually taste it, and there's not a lot of cigar choices like this. It's naturally made, Dominican Republic, very nice um, and very special, but not as special as the, the cigar we're about to smoke. Eric Hansen, tell us about it, you're the guy. Second Growth was our first crack at um, super luxury. I'll say. Um, way, sort of way over the top, and I... We tried to get to a place where we could create a cigar that would pair perfectly with wine. And the problem is, when you try to pair or have cigars with wine, so many cigar makers really, really work on the body of their cigar, and they should, because it's, you know, for for the average smoker, you want to have some body because you know you may you're, you may not be drinking it with wine. But wine really is reliant, from a mouthfeel perspective, on body. Body is really the most important part of wine. So what we went to with this, and this is second, what's called second growth, and I can explain that for you a little later. What we wanted here was a, a cigar that would deliver 
fantastic, fantastic Connecticut shade flavor with next to no body to it whatsoever. Hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, and it, it, there's really nowhere else to go. So we worked with uh, Hanky Kellner and actually his son to to create second growth. You know, in a cold drawer, you, you could taste some of those flavors that are synonymous with wine. Well, you can because of the box that this is. This is a wine barrel made into a box, and the purple on it, the stain inside there, is there. Now, the interesting thing is, when you first got it, you tasted a little bit of it, and what I wanted to see five years later is, did it really bring it on? This thing stayed in my humidor, in this box, for five years. The band is made of silk. I mean, this is a crazy, how expensive was this? This was way up there. This is crazy. This was, it was 30 uh, plus. This was a $35 cigar. Yeah. Yeah, and the box was actually made by, uh, by uh, an Irish master craftsman by the name of James Rowe in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Portsmouth, New Hampshire. All right, let's give it a cut and light. I'm dying to try it. I've been thinking about it all week. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality. Tradition and excellence. And we're going to give this a cut, and I want to taste this dry without lighting it to see these tastes. Mm. Was, this a, was this cigar made at Tabadam as well? or This was, and there's an interesting story. I flew some wine down uh, to the DR, some very specific Bordeaux, um, and we sat there for, God, 13-ish hours, and we drank wine, and they kept rolling stuff and bringing fresh stuff up, and they brought tobaccos up, and they were playing with it, and they had a good time. They had canceled their entire day. We went out to this giant dinner and kept going and kept going and kept going until we finally found this. Um, it was the process of all processes. What size is this? This is a huge cigar. This is a, you know, we call it a double Corona. Yeah. Uh, it's a 54 by 7.5. Seven and a half by 54, so it's a big one. Let's light it up and get to it. It's weird. Before Jonathan gets into the lighter, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but the initial light has that classic Hinky Kellner barnyard taste, but there's that underlying wine going on. Yeah, yeah. It's in there, for sure. Per permeated inside there. See how Barry's interrupting and stuff because he got a couple drinks in him? Yeah. This is the key to me having a good show. Right. I got a drink before we go on here. We haven't at all ever once said this is a good show. Just, <laughs> yeah. In my mind, it is. We have not said that. If you think it's a good show, please write in. To I have a drink. Can I have the all right. yeah. bottle? Please please do. Do. He's going to make the Moscow Mule, and I'm going to tell you folks Cop about the cups and Vertigo Renegade. This $14.99 beauty does feature a flip-out bullet punch. It has four jets. Count them, four jets. And it does, in fact, have the patented Vertigo big-ass tank, all for just $14.99. You know what it has also? A mirror in the cap as you lift it. It's on a hinge, and there's a little mirror there. So what I do when I light the cigar, you know how you, you light a cigar and you turn it around to see if you got it well lit? You don't have to. You look at it, and you can see it's perfectly lit when, you, when you're in there. I was telling Ed, who handles mail order for twoguyscigars.com, that this is probably my personal favorite, alongside the one that has the paintbrush effect, the three jets lined in a straight line. Yes, the um, what is there? Cyclone? No. No, there's the, um, the ven uh, Venom. Black Label. Is the one you're thinking of. Okay. Oh, okay. And then there's also the Black, black Label Flat Flame, which is... Which is my favorite? Yeah, hundred dollar one. Wow, he's a heavy pourer. He doesn't work in the in the. See, the key to a great mule <laughs> is having the perfect, perfect um, 
See, this is dangerous. I just bought a new car, and now I'm, I'm drinking. We've got nothing to drive it, here, so we're going to make know, a mess. Yeah, yeah, drunk. yeah. We're you. making a mess. That's all right. That's why God invented the washing machine. Is and, that God? And wives, and wives did laundry. Oh, wow. Now, we're doing the Moscow Mule with hammer and sickle. Hammer and sickle beer. vodka and our, our ginger beer with lime. So you don't have to deal with all the, the cutting and, and squeezing and fruit issues at your house. Yeah, you, you can just... drink faster, hmm. better. I'm not a big drinker and I and not big in cocktails and stuff, but I like it. Each time I do yep. it, um, and there's something to how ice cold it is inside. There's something to the copper cup, the way that creates a different mouthfeel. It's awesome. Now... This, I want to know if this is going to mess me up. So I took a couple of draws of the cigar first and tasting wine um, because it's in there, because it's in the in the barrel, and no one's ever done it before. They they age tobacco in um, bourbon barrels, bourbon and barrels, and things like that. But he actually made the full cigar and then aged them in the box that was a wine barrel. This is why I say the Frank Sinatra of the cigar world. You, you do, do it your way, your way. Nobody's ever done it. Nor do I see people copying you either. It's expensive. What's, um, what it. I find interesting about the Keep flavor Keep the competition out. Make it very expensive to do it. Is a fuller-bodied wine has a tannic quality to it. Sure. This picks up all of the notes of the wine, less that tannic quality, which in cigars, when cigars turn tannic, often it is not a pleasant experience. In this case, it's very pleasant. It picks up the fuller-bodied flavors from those fermented grapes but not the tannicness, if that's even even a word. Fruit overtones. That's undertones. You know, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for you to jump on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. It's My awful. tones are over, pal. <laughs> and, and I wish I had these for the care package, but we were down to our last four uh, cigars, and I couldn't think of a better time to do it than, than actually smoke it with you. An elegant cigar, it's like I feel rich right now. You know, a big cigar like the... the guy that owns the bank type of thing yeah. feel of, um, with the, the band on it, a silk band, big silk band on it. This is makes you feel like a million bucks. Why'd you go with silk? It's the history of cigars. You know, bands, when they, when they were released, people wore white gloves in those days. So the bands, were, there were no bands on cigars. People took pieces of fabric and wrapped the cigar so that they wouldn't stay in their white gloves. So we said, all right, we talked to some folks, um, in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and said, can you actually embroider into silk um, the brand? And they said, yeah, without question, just can't do it in large quantities. So, And can't do it very cheap. So did the fact that they couldn't <laughs> do it in large quantities play into the amount of cigars that you released? No, I just placed two orders. Wow. <laughs> you guys are good. <laughs> you guys see right through it. There we go. See where because we're Americans. We I understand how it works. This was the box of 20. These were boxes of 20, correct? 20,000 cigars ever produced five years ago. These are the last four. This so is very special. Who was harder to deal with? Was it Kuala Lumpur with the silk bands or was it the American box maker? The box was fascinating because I had to acquire, a, I wanted a specific vintage. So I wanted barrels from the 82 vintage um, of Grad La Rose, which is a second growth brand in Bordeaux. And I had those 50 barrels deconstructed in France. I acquired them in France, deconstructed them in France, palletized them in France, uh, wrapped them in France so they wouldn't have any form of damage. Then I shipped them uh, and happened to air freight them to uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, where James took all the parts. And what's interesting about making a box 
out of a barrel is they're not naturally square. Every stave has a curve to it. So every stave had to be hand milled um, on the outside and the front to, to make sure we got enough space for the cigar itself. Are you a sommelier? Yes, I am. I had a feeling that you were. I yeah. just got that vibe. Second growth is, there's a, obviously a first growth, and then there's a second growth. There are five first growths in the world. Uh, and there are 10 second growths. And the World's mm -hmm. Fair was in uh, France, and I forget what the year was. Shame on me. I should know that. Um, maybe I'm going to lose that title, that sommelier Yeah, title. we're a few drinks right. in. Yeah. you got to start this thing completely sober. But. Uh, yeah, but the, the World's Fair, the, the mayor of Paris said we need some kind of eating system for to sell our wines at different price points. So at that point, there were only four first growths, and then they had um, all the way through fifth growth of everybody. There were 10 in each of those. What is so, What does it mean to be a first growth? Uh, it means that you're of the highest quality wine in the world. So there are five that are considered to be the best wines on earth. This is one of the best cigars I've ever smoked. I think second growth might, uh, might be an understatement. It is unbelievable. It, so... You go to um, the Davidoff factory and you say, um, your first one, here's a glass box. We want you to put this guy in a glass box. Second thing, you come out with the second growth. And here, it's coming from France, and we're going to have to make the boxes. We're going to have to send them to you. You're not doing glass boxes or this box. Uh, and I want to put silk bands on it. You are what we call in the industry of hand in the ass. Yes. Without question. <laughs> yeah. Without question. They uh, gotta see you coming and saying, Oh my god, here it goes, and we're gonna charge you extra and you know, you're gonna pay for this. You know, their management loves it because it's something different and unique and they get challenged. But I can tell you I've been called a lot of names in Spanish and factors, that's for sure. Wow. I bet. And um Tradition is what you call your regular hammer and sickle line, mm -hmm. and there's nothing traditional about it. I mean, you've done everything different along the way. Listen, Frank's the Frank Sinatra of the cigar industry. It's going to stick. I know it is. Uh, I'm the to the Godfather, the rock star. You are the Frank Sinatra. It's not bad, right? It's good. I mean, yeah, there we go. It's uh, so different of, of the of the things you do. Uh, but I'm I'm so happy to be smoking a cigar, and I'm going to tell you, I don't have any more left. Do you have any left? I do. I got one. That's it. That's it. In the, the box number one or two. And I gave, um, well, no, I kept, well, I, that's actually not true. I kept one for myself. Um, and then I kept two and um, we put them away. So when I did this, my daughters were two and five. Um, so box two and box five are there and they're being saved for their weddings. Uh, so this who has two, you have one, I have three. Thank you. So I'm honored. Uh, Eric uh, started off as a customer of Two Guys Smoke Shop. He used to come in and get cigars. And then uh, next thing you know, he's in the cigar business. And you're not the, the, the first and hopefully the last to do that. It's something con contagious when you come through the, through the walls. Of you seem to have this effect on yeah, people. Yeah. He launched Cusano. I don't think. Not enough people know that. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of what it is. Like Camacho. Camacho I launched for a year. Mm. Um, but there's, there's a little contagiousness to it. There's, I get excited about it, which I, I hopefully keep the manufacturer who's going to be into it, not get bow out of it, but actually stay in because obviously there's somebody else excited there also. If everybody else is turned off to it, I can see, you know, people saying, ah, uh, you know what, this is a, it is a crazy industry. Uh, you're in the liquor business, but this is, this is tougher, right? It's tougher because it's smaller. Yeah. Uh, and it's in a, it's there, there, it's a very inefficient path to market. You know, you, it's the only industry I know of where the principal of a company will show up to an event to sell 
hand one, you know, one by one by one. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which is more enjoyable for you, the, the 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 liquor industry or the tobacco industry? They're both enjoyable for very different reasons. This is hyper creative, speed the markets faster. Um, you can you can take harder lefts and harder rights. You know. The efficiencies, I you know, I love the efficiencies of the spirits business, but it's very difficult to move. You know, again, you're moving Titanic. You're they're they're told they're just completely different yeah a a lot of people would think that there's a synergy there but it's a completely different thing and i'm I'm here to tell you that so mr jonathan let's catch up on some mailbags here all right the following message was submitted through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com and our good friend and frequent writer innerer sean rogers who is also in our audience here we go uh he's got a quick question you've got the cigar authority care package so we can smoke along with you how about a nice t-shirt to wear while watching something with your logo, maybe a nice picture of Mr. Jonathan. It doesn't say that. It does say that. <laughs> oh, wow. So friends. Hang on. It goes on. Scratch that. Oh, cigars or something on the back. Just a nice, just an idea how to get on with the next segment. there. appreciate that. All right. What else do you have? Let's scrap that one. All right. No T-shirt for you. Here we go. Uh, also submitted through the Contact Us page. Uh, David writes, I'll be flying into Portland tonight from Des Moines, Iowa, and would love to see the show. Which location will you be at tomorrow? Yeah, we always say that. Yesterday. Yeah, we we put it up on social media and stuff all the time. But David's not here. I asked when I came in here. We got a bunch of guys here, but uh, David's not here. So, David, the answer to your question is the Salem, New Hampshire location. I don't know if, 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 where is he flying into? Portland? Portland. Maine. Portland, Maine. Yeah, you probably figured out it's an awful long way to go for us. Was it five hours? Yeah, but these guys, how far did you come from? Okay. 80 miles. Wow. Wow. You guys had nothing else going on today. (laughs) (laughs) It is his birthday. And you know what? Cigars are a good reason to celebrate. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, (laughs) Another message from Agna. Uh, Anga. Anga. That's what it is. Um, Also submitted through the Contact Us page. Uh, Hi, David and crew. I bet you haven't heard of my country. Just wanted to let you know that your show reaches the unknown territory of Jakarta. 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 As a smoker from Indonesia, we have very limited options of cigars to choose from. They, the cigar shops, mainly sell Cubans at ridiculous price points. They don't sell any non-Cuban cigars except for Davidoff. In Indonesia. And yet they grow tobacco in Indonesia. There's no Indonesian cigar, completely Indonesian cigar. Apparently not. I'm on it. This leads us. <laughs> Let me check with you, crew. Yeah, that'll be in a titanium box. Can I call you crew? You no, know, two, si- two guys cigars.com does ship to Jakarta. It does? It does. They just have to pay whatever the applicable tax is once it lands. That's in the Indonesia. problem. And then they don't pick it up because they, they say it costs more than the whole package costs. But if you're willing to pay the tax. Yeah. Uh, he wants to ask Can you let your audience know which online retailers sell fake Cubans? Or non-fake Cubans. Yeah, we're not going to get into yeah, that. We're not you got to that. figure that out. But uh, you know, somebody <clears> asked <throat> me that question and and said in it, and I'm getting my cigars from so and so, which was, and I'm not going to say who it was, but that's one of the bad ones, because they're looking at price. They're going for the lowest price, and obviously the lowest price are the fakest ones, right? That's what I obviously. Would okay. Uh, pay you, the most. Can you give us basic information on how to detect fake Cubans? Uh, typically, if it draws well, right. if it burns well, draws well tastes and if good, it tastes good, good yeah, it's ready it to is smoke. fake. Right. <laughs> so that's what I have for you there. 
Uh, I got one more here. Uh, this is Paul writing to us, submitting his um, email from the Contact Us page on thecigarauthority.com. Hello, guys. I'm an American oil and gas worker currently assigned in Abu Dubai. Spending a lot of time in my vehicle daily can be a little uneventful at times. Since I've discovered your podcast, it is now part of my daily listening. Thanks for being insightful, educational, and entertaining. Great work. Uh, bit of an overstatement there, Paul, but thank you very much. Okay, Barry Stein, it's uh, last week's Duran question of the week. Well, it's time for the question of the week, brought to you by Duran Cigars. When the question is asked, what are you smoking? The answer should be Duran. Duran Cigars combines the best quality tobacco fillers from Nicaragua and Latin America with their super premium Habano Criollo Colorado wrapper. Experience the difference, Duran Cigars. Last week, we asked you what the most important factor was for you in a good cigar. And the choices of flavor, draw, combustion, appearance, price, and strength saw the expected flavor to win the most important with 65% of the vote. Second was draw with 11%. And appearance came in at 3%. You can't smoke the band, so I don't get that. Yeah. And uh, the last, uh, last place was price with just 1% with 800 votes cast. As a retailer, I don't believe that. Correct. I don't believe that. You know, I asked the same type of question. At I was the speaker at the TAA, Tobacconist Association of America, meeting a couple of years ago, and I asked retailers what a reason they would be to take on a cigar brand. And there was a whole bunch of answers, more, more answers than you ended up having. And the number one reason was relationship. Relationship mm. with Which the would be interesting himself. if we asked that question and said yeah. recommendation from your tobacconist because I believe that that is probably the number the one. strongest in here. I would See, say. I agree with that with yeah. two guys smoke shop, but the majority of retailers, I've gone into so many cigar shops where nobody comes in with me to the humidor yeah, and nobody mistake. recommends anything. That's what the, they want it. They want the information mm. for sure. But Hell, when, I, when I interviewed, yeah. you gave me an Atabay. One of the best cigars I've ever smoked, and I never would have picked it up had you not given well, it to me. Well, probably because of price anyway. Yep. It right? would have bastard. scared you away, but now you had it, and you'll be able to like it mm -hmm. and whatever, and hopefully purchase some, keep the business alive. But the, the amazing thing wasn't so much that the manufact that the retailer said relationship was the number one reason why they would buy the cigar mm -hmm. brand themselves. The amazing thing was the last one. The one that got no votes of why they would buy a cigar, and the answer was taste, how it tasted. The retailer didn't care what the cigar tasted like because we're in business to sell cigars. Somebody else likes what it tastes like. Listen, I'm going to tell you the same thing. We carry a lot of cigar brands that I don't like. Right. And will not smoke. I did smoke it in order to buy it to make sure it was okay and it wasn't terrible. We smoke more bad cigars. We see all the time. Well, it's say terrible. It, maybe it doesn't hit our taste profile, but it does. It still does burns it burn well. well. Does it draw yeah. well? Somebody's going to like it. Does it stuff. perform yeah, well for the tobaccos? But retailers don't care what it tastes like. But you're saying taste is the reason why the consumer yep. wants it. According to the 800 votes cast, the complete opposite of what the retailer thinks. This is the crazy part of retailers and consumers, totally different things. And they're the ones that buy from you because you don't sell directly to the end user. Correct. So, therefore, uh, it's, it's a totally different uh, person. We know as trying to sell at United Cigar, we go in as retailers. We are retailers ourselves, and we think we could talk with retailers because we're on the same playing field 
and they're very different. Also, mm -hmm. in your point, that every retailer is not the same. Some of them do mm -hmm. not actually service right. their customers. 100%. Big mistake. The only reason they come into the cigar store is customer service, not self-service. Right. Customer service. That's all we got going for us. Anyway, we're 11 days away from two guys smoke shops. We have to finish. Oh, the, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, this week's question comes from a listener that sent an email through the CigarAuthority.com contact page, which you so kindly forwarded me, Dave. And this week we ask, if you were going on vacation and you were going to take 20 cigars with you, would they be all the same? Would they be 10 and 10? Or would they be 20 individual cigars? The question of the week was brought to you by a listener and Duran Cigars. And as always, you can vote on the CigarAuthority.com just above the Duran advertisement. When the question is asked, what are you smoking? The answer should be Duran Cigars. So you're going away for three difference. days. You're bringing only 20 cigars with you. Doesn't sound like enough if it's three days. Right. <laughs> well, for me, it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not enough. Yeah. But that, that somebody, Jesus, uh, what would I do? I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, flow the guesses too much, but I'm a uh, I'm most certainly a box buyer because I want to get the discount on the yep. box, and you don't get the discount when you buy the single. So I would go for a box of something that I liked. I'm going up vacation. Plus, you might give some out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want to make sure you have yeah, plenty. You're sitting on the lounge here smoking a cigar. Guy says, "Oh, I smoke cigars too." You want to be able to make a friend. And you're on vacation. It's not like you really you really need to play with your palate that much. Because by the time you get to the third drink, you can't taste anything anyways. Is that true? Because we're on not our third true. drink. <laughs> okay. I, re I rescind that remark. I'm on my sixth I can't drink. Taste I'm on my sixth drink and still taste the wine. Oh, well, we're having a hard time understanding you. So. Here we go. All right. So we're 11 days away from Two Guys Smoke Shop's 30th anniversary. Next week, we're going to light up. We're going to just be days away from it. We're going to light up a cigar that we gave away five years ago. And mm. we're going to reveal the person who made it. This is something we put a comic book out, and we, we told a story, and I'm going to explain that story next week. And finally reveal, after five years, the story behind the story of that. I don't know if it interests and, anybody, but I'm dying to get it off my shoulders, to be honest with you. Without letting the cat out of the bag, there might be a way to buy the comic book and the cigars after you reveal it. Yes, yes. But the people that got the care package actually have that cigar. I For urge you not to smoke the cigar till I tell you about the cigar. It's going to make it that more, much more special. And we'll talk about that next week. Right now, it's time to go into the aging room with our good old friend, Old Fat Freddy. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, there are options to keep a girl from getting pregnant. Condoms, the pill, even a pill for the morning after she realizes she forgot the first pill. In my day, her daddy could keep his little girl safe with a set of cast iron panties and two words. Shotgun. He had to be a man. Nowadays, people are searching the intranets for something called a one-night stand. I don't know what that is, but it doesn't sound right. In my day, we had tree stands, farm stands, and lemonade stands, but they all happened during the day and were out in the open because we were men. Nowadays, everyone seems to be trying to outdo each other with all kinds of kinky stuff. Can you believe that people are actually using spanking to spice things up in the bedroom? From leather to ping pong paddles, nothing seems to be off limits. It's just plain wrong. 
In my day, spanking was reserved strictly for punishing your kids when they acted up and for keeping your pet monkey in line. After all, we were raising men. We were chastity lockpicking, lemonade drinking, monkey spanking men. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging rum cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try aging rum cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged. Some are not. Save a horse, ride an old fart. Preferably one whose name is Freddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know Freddy. <laughs> so, uh, happy with yourself, Mr. I am happy you with sit, myself. You sit back with a grin like you're so <laughs> proud every time you do this. Yeah, I did it. I did it. I did it. Loving the second growth. This is awesome. I'm about 20 minutes in it. I haven't flicked the ash off yet. It's in perfect condition. Uh, it's burning like a champ. Absolutely. Even, perfect. Wonderful cigar. I wish I had more to share. There are no more. Any thoughts of doing it again? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> he has learned his lesson. When we come back, good news and bad news in the cigar industry. We got it all. Mr. Jonathan has the tweets of the week. And gentleman Chuck Morrison will get debonair, even though he's not even here. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this, a cigar that makes this moment classic. Diavo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete AVO line at avo.com. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Floor de Lorraine Cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Floor de Lorraine, stop missing out. Mr. John, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. John. 
a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. I'll sign up today. This is Eric Hansen from Hammer and Sickle Cigars, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. We're back live in the Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios. We got good news. We have good news. We have some good news, I guess. But we got bad news. Um, and uh, also, uh, we are smoking. We're getting drunk here, really. You're but, getting drunk. Uh, Barry, uh, so is, Barry is Barry drunk. Barry is drunk. Barry is drunk. I'm, I'm not drunk. drunk. I'm just happy. Yeah, is that what it is? He, Barry just got a brand new car, mm-hmm. not even 24 <laughs> hours ago, and he's about to drunk drive in less than 24 hours. No, I'm going to hang out here for a few hours. As he takes another gulp. Right. Well, yeah, <laughs> the idea would be to hang out a few more hours See, and stop drinking. The, but but you really need to worry about it. But it would be a sin to leave a glass full of alcohol. Yeah. Gotta, there's like maybe a half an inch left. i got to finish it. Oh, my God. The goodness. tough thing is, Barry, when you get to feel good like you are, you've got to stop. 
because it just keeps going. And well, then next thing not, you know, you're sick and you're embarrassed. I will not pour another drink after that. I know my limits. Yeah. All right, good. I mean, we can pour the rum then. So we're smoking a second growth cigar. <laughs> you can't even get the cigar anymore. It came out five years ago. Phenomenal. It's in my top cigars of all time. The burn line, the combustion line, as Barry calls it, is almost non existent. Yeah. The wrapper was very well aged to begin with. Correct, yeah. And with five extra years on it, I mean, you there's almost no carbon line whatsoever. It was a very good cigar, and it turned out to a phenomenal cigar. I will put this up with the Davidoff 100th. Um, and was a Bellicoso. Yeah, the, yeah, big, yeah. the big Davidoff that came out was $100 a cigar or whatever. Now, here's, here's what I'm going to say about uh, Mr. Eric Hansen here, and the reason that this cigar will forever hold a special place in my heart. It was show number six that we did. We had Eric Hansen on. We were smoking the second growth. My grandfather called in from Florida. Yes. And Eric gave him a box. Yeah. So I sent the box down to him, and mm -hmm. I didn't tell them how much they cost, and he smoked them all. Through the now, at the time, he was 92. He was That's alive. Great. He smoked them all, and he raved about that cigar every time I saw him about the box that I sent him and the time he called in. and What was the name of that nice man? And he smoked every single one, and then uh, just before his passing, maybe six months before his passing, I fessed up and said, yeah, that was a $35 cigar. He lost he had a heart his attack and died. mind. Why did yeah. you tell me I never would have smoked him? And I go, that's the reason. The whole idea is to smoke. 92 years old, someone gives you a gift, please smoke it. And hopefully you didn't share him with anybody. You just enjoyed him yourself. Yeah, it's time to smoke him. I'm going through my stuff. Uh, I'll give you a warning on the care package. Not next care package, the care package after that, something that I saved for many, many years, and I actually have a couple hundred of them. I'm going to include something very, very aged, a lot of years on it. Very interesting. Can't buy the cigar. You couldn't buy it even then. It's very interesting. So care package on the right-hand <laughs> side of it. Get in on it. I'm telling you, while I got these gems and I can pass them out, I will. So uh, bad news, Barry. Let's hear it. All right. We got a lot this week, and uh, we'll start out with President Barack Obama has dominated a leading cardiologist and researcher for a position of FDA commissioner. Dr. Robert Califf will go before the Senate for confirmation hearing, and industry observers do not expect him to face much opposition. Word also came down this week via the Washington rumor mill that the FDA plans to submit the deeming regulations this week to the White House Office of Management and Budget. This could change the face of the cigar industry. This will change the face of the cigar industry. We talked about this earlier on the show in, in other shows of FDA is going to control cigar products. That is going to take effect next week that they're going to give these regulations. And Eric Hansen, how many years in the business? 2009. It's not enough. They possibly could go back seven years ago and actually put this man out of business, mm -hmm. which is which is going to be a serious, serious uh, blow to this industry of all the different people. Actually, everything that came in, in the past seven years all goes out, all has to go away, and that's the end of it, and they go out of business. It, it seems Ill, um, it can't be legal for this to end up happening. And speaking of which, the legal battle that could be ha happen with Hammer and Sickle could be unbelievable this could be one for the record books because it would be hammer and sickle versus the united states of america that's mm. going to be that's going to be something yep. are you up for this oh we've already worked on it yeah <laughs> getting ready for it so a week 
at the show next week, we're going to end up talking about what the regulations are because it's already been determined. Is there anything you can do about it? Join the CRA. CRA.org, $35. Be counted. Be part of the solution, hopefully. We need numbers to be counted to say Mm -hmm. there's this many people. And you're a cigar smoker and you say, "Ah, I don't want to do it and stuff. Mm -hmm. Listen, $35, just so they can add another Mm -hmm. number to it and say we're this many people. We're not the NRA, unfortunately. NRA has some power. CRA doesn't have enough power Mm -hmm. because it doesn't have enough consumers that are willing to put the $35. If you listen to the Cigar Authority show, why wouldn't you do it? Well, we got at the very least a million and a half downloads this year. Uh, which we have to assume no one's downloading it more than once. So that's a million and a half people. So if you think yourself, you're just one person, it's the entire Cigar Authority listenership jumping on board. That moves the needle quite a bit, a million and a half voters. Yep. In the email that the Cigar Authority managed to obtain this week, the CRA laid out what they plan to do should the worst-case scenario come forth. And the only way they're going to be able to do this is with funding. So if you want to help fund the fight, you that's have thirty-five to sign million extra dollars if you're not already in. Yep, cigarrights.org. Thirty-five bucks, or do a lifetime. I think it's five hundred bucks or something yeah, for yeah. a lifetime, and you join for the lifetime because mm-hmm. you know when they need it right now, yep. right now. If you haven't already done it, they could have used it earlier. But mm-hmm. when's the second best time to do it? Is right this minute. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this podcast, you're on the internet right now anyway. Right. Go to cra.org, cigarrights, cigarrights.org. And uh, just please, please, do I ask for much? The show is free. We're doing it for five years. Please. We offer a money-back guarantee. Guaranteed. If you're unhappy in any way with the production of this show, we give you your money back. Yes. Well, a few weeks ago, Jonathan reported that smoking at outdoor beer gardens in Illinois was spared from the smoking ban. Well, this appears to no longer be the case as the health department asked the state to change the definition in the Smoke-Free Illinois app. The definition now includes any place that has a floor, a ceiling, and or walls. So all these covered outdoor beer gardens now fit the definition, and you can no longer light up in Illinois. El Cerrito, California, has passed a new law limiting where tobacco retailers can operate and how they can sell tobacco. Under the new measure, self-service tobacco displays are banned and the sale of any single cigar under $5 is prohibited. In addition, retailers in the city will have to obtain a special license for $485 on top of the state license. That's extortion. Yeah. While there is one more reading coming in October, Manhattan Beach, California, is banning smoking in multi-unit housing. The measure which passed unanimously this week is expected to get the same vote in October, Although one council member feels the new proposal is discriminatory and should include single-family homes as well. Oh, my God. The council expects to bring retailer regulations up at the next meeting, similar to that of El Cerrito. And, and good news is when they end up losing that, that's the only good news we're going to have. Some <laughs> ridiculous thing doesn't go through, but they're sneaking these other things in while they're doing it. They're putting yep. enough stuff out there. Go ahead. The city of Berkeley, California, has officially passed a measure raising the tobacco age to 21 that will go into effect January 1st, 2017. In October, the city of Hillsdale, New Jersey, is set to vote to raise against the smoking age from 19 to 21. And in 2015, as reported by the Cigar Authority, the state of West Virginia had two proposals to raise the OTP tax 
which affects how cigars are taxed. The initial proposal suggested a raise of 7 to 10.5%. However, in late February, a, pi a bipartisan bill was introduced that suggested raising the tax to 39%. Wow. The calendar came to a close this summer and the tax was left alone. However, a new report has emerged that the state plans to revisit this tax increase in 2016. Lastly, we reported about a letter from the Attorney General of Massachusetts that would ban tobacco displays, self-service, buy three, get one promotions at events. This week we had some clarification in the measure, which has been on the books since 2000, from 2000, but the Attorney General plans to enforce this year, being he's a new Attorney General. However, adult shops, which prohibits the smoking age, anybody under the smoking age from entering, will be exempt. However, they will not be allowed to run event promotions of buy three, get one, buy three, get a t-shirt, right. buy three, get a cutter, all that will be illegal. And that's this week's bad news. And that is a fact, Jack. All right. I've got some good news. There you go. We really Thank shouldn't you. call this the good news. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, know just it, okay I know it's news. depression. That's why we save it towards the end of the show. We're going to go late today, by the way. Anybody need another drink? Really? You know what? I, I would like rum. rum. I would like some rum. you got two kinds of rum, right? Yes. Would you like a I would like spiced both. or a I would heat, like half heat. of both. i got more glasses here. <laughs> I want to taste it. Uh, would, just, just tell me quickly about the, the rum so that I know what I'm drinking here. These went to... Uh, to test market their project we're doing with some of them. Uh, so much for a half, huh? <laughs> that is a that half. Is it's half. already a half shot. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> it doesn't go any further up on the... On the we just thing. listened to Barry. I mean, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to drive me to drink. And you know, Barry does nothing to pick on me anyway. Yeah, he, do, he really so, does. It's the New Yorker in me. I do I need to know one. anything special about it? There's a clear one and there's, and there's an amber-colored one, right? Yeah, they're both, uh, they're both four-year-old. They're spiced root and silver root. We tested them. They are they were nothing more than test labels for a project we're doing with um, two of Bob Marley's kids, uh, Sadella and Rohan, and we'll be coming out with uh, Marley coffee rum a little later in the um, sort of late winter, so early spring. Root, it's called. Yeah. So these were our test projects. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna shoot this. Hit oh, it. Sip it. You can sip it. White one tastes like rum. Smooth. Oh, what I said so, before. That feels good. The retrohaling the vapors. Is there anything to that? Instead of pulling. Well, what you don't want to do when you have a distilled spirit, maybe with the exception of cognac, because it's grape based, is to uh, stick your you know stick your bean in the glass and go because you're going to burn yourself. <laughs> Just the definition of distilled spirits is going to uh, you're going to adversely impact your nose. So I traditionally drink. I I hold my nose while I drink, and then when it's in my mouth, I then start to to smell again, and then you get sort of all that perfume aroma coming out of all your, your factors. Your factors. A lot of people say cigars and rum go best together. I don't know. I don't so know about a lot of people. Is this available for sale? Mm. These were on the market. They're no longer on the market, and the finished product, the final versions, will be in the market in, um, again, late winter, early spring. And that will be called Root. That will be called, the first one will be Marley Coffee Rum. Oh, put the name on it. Why not, right? Marley coffee rum, which is neither of these two, will be the first. Correct. Then will we see the spice in the regular? Yeah, we'll see. We'll extend from there, depending on performance. All right. Before those, that shot uh, takes effect, I'd like to read my good news. <laughs> <clears throat> well, 
Let's hope this is really good news. No, a proposed ordinance that would have banned smoking on Northampton County property in Pennsylvania failed this week in a four to four vote with one member of the council opting not to vote, Obama. Uh, the tie resulted in the lack of majority needed to pass the ordinance. So that's about as good as it gets. So there's a guy that didn't want it to happen but refused to put it on his permanent record. Right. That he, he actually he could still waffle later on yeah, in the future yeah. depending on which way the wind this is This is where it goes. They don't want to say that they're pro-tobacco. They don't have the balls to say that they like it. All right, you're shut off. You start calling things like balls. You're shut off, old fart Freddy. You can say balls. What's the matter with balls? There's nothing wrong with balls, but he doesn't say that. A couple of He typically takes the higher road. The city of Woodstock, Illinois, was scheduled to vote this week on a measure that would have banned smoking in the town square park. The council voted 6-0 to postpone the decision on a measure with no set date on when they would bring it back up. It's the best we got, Barry. That's the best. Uh, last week, proposed. we reported that an exemption for bars in Casper, Wyoming, was overturned by a petition. While smoking is currently banned in bars, the Casper City Council has begun the process to repeal the entire smoking ban for the city and end the prohibition on smoking. The That's first good. real good news. That's I'm moving good. to Wyoming. That's Hell good. Yeah. That's some, that is playing defense, not just playing defense, playing offense Hell and yeah. overturning something. Balls. There we go. The city of Really, Barry? Can you just put like a phonetical <laughs> Why don't you thing do your own? Why don't you do your own? I'll get ready in advance. The city of Potatello, Indiana, Idaho, Idaho, whatever it is. <laughs> ID has, is at this Idaho. point, I'm loaded. <laughs> yeah, has made a stand against the special interest group Smoke Free Idaho. The group wants a smoking ban to protect the workers who spend 40 hours in a smoking environment. The council voted against the motion with Councilman Jim Johnston, a non-smoker state. The biggest concern was, his quote is, the biggest concern was simply taking rights away from the people. If the bar owner wants this, I wouldn't see why the council wouldn't support it. There we go. That's there is somebody it. with, let, let what, what does he have? He has balls. He has balls. <laughs> Two more notes here. In California, the regular legislative session has come to a close for 2015, meaning the bills proposed this year that would raise tobacco taxes, distribution fees, and the smoking age will not change. That's in California. Yeah, geez. It's not good news. It's nothing changed. It's blase. Blase. Your face is all red. Your I'm, eyes are closing. I'm drunk. Go ahead. Someone get him a joint and we have a party. <laughs> According to Eric Lim, a surgeon in the United Ki Kingdom, the most common type of lung cancer may have little or nothing to do with smoking. According to Lim, his study of the 40,000, that's 40,000 lung cancer cases reported in Britain every year happens in non-smokers as much as it does in those who smoke and that lung cancer may be nothing but bad luck due to mucus-making cells in the linings of the airways. Absolutely. So you blame it on boogers, not on smoking. There we go. And I'm done with that guy. Done with that guy. Oh, my God. Next week is going to be brutal <laughs> as we're going to read these. Because we're going to be hung over. That's why. Yeah. No, next week is going to we're going to be reading the deeming regulations that the FDA put on our industry. Well, we're either going to be crying or partying, and the partying Listen, is going to not, be based on, based on it's saying, not the some, worst case scenario. No, nothing good can happen. Nothing good. There will be no good news next week because it's A or B. It's one or two. Both of them are bad. How bad will it be? It's going to be something. Can we sue them either way? 
course. Yes, okay. of course. And will we sue them either way? Of course. Of course. Without question. Yeah. Eric Hansen, are you willing to go on record saying you're suing the FDA either way? Without question. Outstanding. Yeah, that's good. You can't that's have a retroactive law. You can't you can't set a rule today that claws back seven years. They can't. did they did in the cigarette industry in a past and it went through. Right. And then they're gonna have the lawsuit in the cigarette industry. So they didn't. And matter of fact, this week in the cigarette industry, we saw four brands removed from the market because the FDA deemed that Correct. the blend changed. Mm -hmm. So Camel Crush right went away. Well went away. Now in it the went case away of the cigarette industry crushed that little thing and hmm. makes it a menthol cigarette or yes. something, right? In yeah. the case of the in, uh, cigarette industry, weren't the big players behind the law being pushed through? I the would small guess they people were. went out of business. I guess they were. And the big money stayed and they ended up benefiting from it. So hopefully we don't have the same thing going on <laughs> oh, in the cigar we industry. Do. We do. We do. The little guy's gonna get really hurt. I feel so bad. I'm a I'm a small guy player. I Jeez, it's terrible what's what's about to happen. If you if you don't like bad news, don't tune tune in next week because it's going to be ugly. And if you like drunk cigar authority, please <laughs> send us an email letting us know that you liked it. And if you hate it, just keep your opinion to yourself. There we go. So uh, while you're enjoying life till it's fullest, it's important to be debonair and more gentlemanlike. And he's not here today, gentleman Chuck Morrison, but he is so debonair he has recorded his version, and here it is. Do you need a gentleman? <laughs> Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me a gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pop up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a Debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Football season is here, and I decided who better to inspire today's gentleman's way than the great Vincent Lombardi, who said, if you will not settle for anything less than your best, you will be amazed at what you can accomplish in your lives. Nail on head. Demand excellence from yourself. How you do anything is how you do everything. Do you give it your all in work or business? What about in your relationships with others? Your wife, your children, your friends? Look, I don't care if it's mowing the lawn or landing the next freaking Catalina wine mixer event. Give it your all. Demand excellence of yourself. Do not settle for anything less than your best. Debonair, baby, you'll be the toast of your town, your work, your relationships, life. It's first and 10 and you've got the ball right now. What are you going to do? Win it. That's the gentleman's way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question always is, gentlemen, are you debonair? Enough. I'll tell you this. If it's first and 10 and I get the ball, I'm hitting a freaking home run, baby. Freaking Catalina wine mixer. I heard they're actually doing a freaking Catalina wine mixer. Oh. Catalina. Some companies doing it. <laughs> oh, buy it's tickets. Magic. And uh, I think I might have to go to uh. California after all. I've never been. It's the biggest helicopter leasing event this time. <laughs> <laughs>
By the way, just to back up on the, the CRA lifetime membership yes. of $500, one of the listeners in our audience just brought it to my attention that that payment could be broken up over 10 months. So go. you don't have to do that big hit in yeah, one 50 bucks shot. a month and all that. That's the way to go. Uh, I, I'm a member as a retailer, as an uh, each store, as, as a, a drunk guy, as a, as a drunk guy, as, as a, a, every, every way you can possibly do it and donations and whatever you can do because they actually need the money. And you say money can't cure anything, you think. You know, it can bring you happiness in the cigar I go, world. And I go to Washington, D.C., and I fight that way, And but I know money has something to do with it. Somebody actually questioned me today on a state level or something. You think this is a good move? Do you need to end up doing this? The answer, unfortunately, and if you're listening to um, Trump, whether you like him or not, the truth is that money does do a lot to yes, politicians. Does. Unfortunately. So uh, we're trying everything we can. We're trying to save our industry. And what you, we're trying to do it for you, the consumer, because whatever ends up happening, you pay the bill. You know, we, we are the people that sell it to you, but believe me, we're going to add that to the price of whatever it ends up happening. They're, gonna, they're talking about $350,000 per size oh. per brand. What it is, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's insane. As a fellow cigar geek, to put it into terms, this year could possibly be the last Halloween Tatuaje cigar. Right. Well... Yeah, because it's different every time, right? Yes. But it, it, it could not be. Not if it's not different every time. Then but it's well, still then marketed it? under a different name. If, they, if the FDA comes down, he could potentially go back. Isn't it more than seven years old, the Halloween series? Right. Continuing. Continuing. It continued every year. It only came out in a small production, but it continued every year. I'm just playing as devil's advocate. That's a different name. Believe me, they're going to have a different lot names, of things different on it. Blend. Yep. Halloween. Is still the it's still the series. That's what and, we call it. But we'll back up the Camel Crush, which just got taken off the market because they say that the blend has changed over the years. Hmm. Right. Believe me, this is going to be really ugly. There's a lot of people playing the soft and stuff, but I'm telling you, it's the end of the world of cigars. And he's only on stands. his first shot, folks. If he gets to his second first shot. shot. He's going to really love everybody. This is going to be the longest running show because we've already passed. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we're we're ridiculous. We're going to keep going. we got like two minutes to the two-hour mark. Yeah, we've right. still we got, got a lot like to go. Four segments we've got a lot to go. We've got a half a bottle of vodka left. And new, uh, new cigars hitting the shelves because Dave's not paying attention to show notes, Barrett. <laughs> well, each week we share the newer cigars to arrive to the shelves, and this week those editions are La Boheme and Cantador. The cigar unites the three passions in life of brand owner Rafael Nodal, Cuba, cigars, and music. The La Bohemia Cantador builds on its Cuban heritage to deliver a sophisticated yeah, smoke. Sophisticated. Yeah, okay. I can speak. I went, to we the, go. I went to the Porky Pig yeah. School speech, so. Alcohol is nothing to do with it. No, nothing. <laughs> it delivers a sophisticated smoking experience with its box press pe presentation. Also new to the shelves this week was the Alec Bradley Sanctum. The latest from Alec Bradley features a Habano Corojo wrapper over a Costa Rican binder which creates a great body experience. The Colombian tobaccos in the filler add great aroma. And if you combine those tobaccos to the additional filler from the regions in Honduras and Nicaragua, the result is a cigar that is extremely complex with a four-nation blend. Is this a new cigar or a review you're reading? It's really? a new cigar. I try to make it as small as possible. There you go. Can you go back to Rafael and the Adults for one second? Sure. You reviewed it. I reviewed it. Huge. 96. Wow. As of now, it is the best cigar I smoked this year. And is there any? You know, I'm sitting out? right here. <laughs> yes, I know you're sitting right there. <laughs> Hammer and Sickle was one Eric. You one haven't B. finished your shots. You, you yeah. don't love everybody. Hammer so and now. Sickle, more. It's going to be a fight. Was one minutes. B. 
<laughs> yeah, I saw a huge review on it. Just, yeah. I was interested to try it myself. It was so good. Really? Yeah. Okay. And the following trademark applications for registration was submitted this week under tobacco products. MLB Ventures, owned by Mike Bellady, who is partners in El Tiante, has filed for Aventador. Sunrise Palm Distributors, a.k.a. A.J. Fernandez, has filed for One World and Un Mundo. Tobacco Falta was added once again this week with Baqueen. And Oliva Cigars has filed for Tombstone. And that's this week's trademark. All, all of which uh, uh, moot. Yeah, may never come to uh, all of moot fruition. I, I got a trademark this week you didn't even mention. I don't know if you saw it. No. No, I got, I got Red Anchor came through. Okay. And I got the trademark to it uh, about three years it took before mm -hmm. I got that. I have it. Right. Um, I got it while we were in the golf course. Isn't it? it came uh, through. Isn't that older than seven years, though? As it's actually 1700, 1717. You're all set. I don't know about that because was it out there available for sale, blah, 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 blah. And the problem is no, as what blend. I want to know how the FDA would get an original release to see if the blend has changed or not. Right. How are they going to try? Geez, I have one. Happen to have one of these over here from seventeen seventeen. And how are they going to know what's one from the other? There's Carbon be, dating. Yeah, there's going to be lots BS. of things. Hey, man. the following message was submitted by a text message. Uh, you invited people to send emails encouraging you to continue getting drunk on the show. I'm way ahead no, of you. No, sir. Send my email via contact us about twenty minutes ago. <laughs> signed, Rudith. From Canada. Rudy. Hey. Are you drunk? This is the drunk edition. We warned you in he's advance. Canadian. Of course he's drunk. That's right. Yeah. Here we go. Hey, we uh, Barrett's, give yes. me a little intro for Asylum, would you? You've heard of Epic Rap Battles. But now it's time for the Epic Battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In classic history. That's not yeah, Asylum. Brought to you by Classic Cigar. Barry's drunk. Oh, my God. Barry is wicked drunk. He's drunk, but can he yeah. lead? <laughs> you know what? One's right above the other, and I just hit the wrong button. Yeah. <laughs> That's tweets. I'll do it. I'll do tweets. Okay. Yeah, that's not it either. It's time for the social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. You hold your booze. Good. Try a Recluse Cigar today. These are the best tweets I saw all week. I thought about going Amish once, but it turned out I didn't have the wheel power. Wheel power. Oh. I'll get it. Explain that. Bum, bum, bum. Explain that. Explain wheel, that. Wheel power. Not will power. Wheel power. I don't get it. It's Amish. You wouldn't understand. Okay. Today, I did it hard, loud, it was wet, and multiple times in a row. I just wish I wasn't talking about sneezing. A little late on the rim shot there, buddy. Yeah, you know. Saw a guy with flames tattooed all over his face, and I hope he finds a girl with marshmallows on hers. Ooh, these are terrible. Wow. Terrible. It's because you're drunk. Me, I would like a bowl of soup for dinner, please. The waiter, any sides? I hope so, or it will leak out everywhere. No. The best nothing. tweet I saw all week. Why isn't there a yoga pants company called... The South Face. I'll like, be here all week, folks. I Try like the veal. One. What does that mean? This thing on. A little camel toe North, action there. North Face. Oh, south south face. face. You can't say camel toe on the radio. Yeah, yeah, I just did. 
Today's social media segment was brought to you by Recluse Cigars, absent the outro. <laughs> Rolled into bar the old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every, every time. time. Yeah, I'm too busy trying to find asylum on Chuck's iPad. Just ain't happening. There we go. We gave you like two hours in advance to get ready for this, but I forgot. I alcohol. <laughs> alcohol. Alcohol's to blame. That's why. Uh, why is it being blamed for everything? It's just genuinely unfair. It sits here <laughs> quietly on its own. It's just right there. We chose to drink it. Yes. We can't blame it. Isn't it amazing what alcohol can do to you? And yet it has lots of less regulations than cigars do. It's true. And it's, it's dramatic. I, I, I smoke like five cigars, got behind the wheel. It wasn't a problem. I can't be. Can't be I sometimes the am behind the wheel with a cigar. Ooh. Yes. I'm always behind the wheel with a cigar. That's always. Just, that's that's crazy talk. Yeah. They're coming to take me away. Ha ha. They're coming to take me away. Ho ho. <laughs> Come on. That was a great segue. Farm, where life is beautiful. Right, Less great time, since you threw to it. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's insane. That's Asylum. Because of a brain tumor, a goldfish named George was having trouble eating and getting around, and his owner claimed that George has been bullied by other fish. Instead of flushing him down the toilet like a normal person, George's owners opted to have him undergo brain surgery. A bowl costs about $10, water is $0, and one goldfish, about $5. But spending hundreds of dollars to have a tumor removed from the brain of your goldfish? That's insane. That's asylum. Flush him. Flush him. Hmm. Flush him. That's where the outro goes. Coming to take yeah, we're already you late. Suck so. at the outro. But we're already running late. I figured, let me, you know, trim it down a little bit. Trim it down. But this is whatever. They're coming to take me away. They're coming to take me away. Ho ho To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. So we don't have to give money back to the people from Asylum, right? Well, we if we do, it comes out of Barry's check. Yeah. <laughs> you get paid? <laughs> Probably not after this week. <laughs> now, we warned everybody in advance what was going to happen here today. So we're going to look to our calendar of upcoming events where we're not going to be drinking during the show. And next week is the great reveal, the 25th anniversary cigar, who made it, the story behind it. Very, very interesting story, true story of how it happened five years ago, and we're going to tell you about that. Also, we're going to give you the FDA deeming regulations against cigars that will change the course of the cigar industry, guaranteed for the rest of eternity. This is what's going to happen. So that's next week. Tune in if you want to hear the bad news. October 3rd, Nelson Alfonso from Byron, Atterby, Bandolero Cigars. He is the genius behind those and other brands such as... Um, Cohiba Bihike, correct, and all the limited releases that come limited out release. that comes out since 1999 of of that. Uh, we actually have Nelson Alfonso coming in to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. If you're anywhere in the area uh, and you want to be part of this, smoke a cigar with Nelson Alfonso. 
uh, at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem. Nelson is the owner and founder of Selected Tobacco, creator of Byron, Atabi Bandolero, and Atabi Cigars. He is a Cuban. Uh, he's coming into us on Friday, October 2nd. 2015 Friday October 2nd and from 5 30 to 8 o'clock we're going to enjoy a cigar with him actually a Byron cigar and uh, he'll discuss his Byron brand along with Bandolero and Atabay three centuries of Byron cigars he's going to talk about his family who launched it in the 1800s and the three generations behind it um, the evening includes a Byron cigar with Nelson Alfonso and the refreshments seating is limited to $25 in advance, thirty dollars the day of advance, the day of the event. If they're available, we're only going to have fifty people here, so twenty-five dollars in advance. Um, the cigar is twenty-five dollars, so basically you're buying a, a buying that cigar, and you're going to have it, smoke it with him, and he's going to tell you all about it and all about the history behind it. Uh, let me tell you, if you're into cigars, this is and you're in the area at all, this is something you don't want to miss. I've had cigars with them before. It's a highlight of, um, of that. Um, moving ahead, October 10th, Nick Malello. He is with Wawense Cigars, Foundation Cigar Company. Uh, Nick Malello will join us live here on the Cigar Authority on October 10th in his new cigar. Barry's the only one that smoked it, liked it. We bought it, but they're not arrived yet. But we will have it in the time for the October 10th show. Yep. Absolutely. They're right? actually scheduled to arrive the end of next week. End of next week. Uh, October 17th, Avo Synchro, Scott Colosea, the Avo brand manager, will join us via Skype and tell us all about the Avo Synchro. Probably one of the hottest cigars in the market right now. We've yep. sold out of it a few different times. Uh, we're out of it, and we expect another delivery to come any day now. Moving ahead to November 7th, Cigar Cartel, which if you're a Facebook fan, um, Cigar Cartel is a big group of uh, cigar fanatics, and uh, they are hosting an event here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire on November 7th. This has nothing to do with us. This is Cigar Cartel themselves, but we will be broadcasting the show here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem that day. With us will be Steve Soccer, and Steve will have his new cigar here, available, and, and on the show. I know that you've smoked that cigar. What did you think of it? Very nice cigar. Not what I expected. Really? I don't say that in a negative way. I liked it more than I expected because he tends to his, his Liga Pavada number nine, a little too full-bodied for me. Yeah. You know I like milder cigars. Sat with and smoked that cigar, which I'm not supposed to even say I did. But again, you said it, and I'm drinking too much, and I'm not, well. Uh, I, uh, I would like to. Um, I would like to blame myself for that. Though. There we go. I'm not going to blame the alcohol. Uh, but I, I, I did. You. I You're did welcome. smoke it, and I'm not supposed to say I did, and I just blew it. My apologies to Steve. Actually, I, I technically blew it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, if you want to be mad at anybody, I'm your guy. Um, I did sample it along with Steve. Um, Wonderful cigar, very, very different, elegant looking, but milder than I thought he was going to go. I'm not saying it's a mild cigar by any means, medium plus maybe. I just expected stronger, more elegant, more yeah. refined, uh, which is good for him because it shows that he's not a one-trick pony. Yes. That he can do different things. So Steve will be here on November 7th. Unfortunately, no studio audience for there because the studio audience is actually provided by the Cigar Cartel. Right. They've actually taken the place over for that for there. So please, I'm sorry. Um, they're going to handle it, and we have a um, a maximum 
50 people that were allowed right. to have at that point. So um, it's going to be have to do with um, codes, fire codes, fire codes, or whatever it is. So well, you are useful seven. when you're loaded, huh? Thank you. Thank nice. You. you have a use. Oh, oh my goodness gracious! So best tweets of the week. You did it. Yep. Beautiful. We took care of that. We're pretty much done. Any mailbags? You got mailbags. You want to do any mailbags? Get caught up. We'll save it for next we'll time. We'll save it. Uh, Eric Hansen, what do you got to say? Your new, your new cigar is I'm out excited. there. New retailers have it. Absolutely. It all went to market in the last two weeks. All right. And um, Trademark Maduro. Trademark Maduro. Find it at a store near you. Kalinog, how, how soon? Kalinog next month. Next month. So we'll look for that. That is truly unique, folks. That's something very, very different. Again, I tried it two different ways, and I recommend you buy two. One to try just regular, and one to try whipped scotch. Different experience. That totally. might be our next drunk show. Maybe. God, I hope not. <laughs> so Eric's already mailbag. agreed to come on when, when we when we uh, Lots of scotch. Many scotches. I love scotch. Scotch, scotch, scotch. Will you bring, any, my, will you bring any Johnny Walker? Will you bring any Johnny Walker blue? No. No. This is a single malt thing. You want you, you wouldn't understand. Blue is blended. You want a peaty scotch to yes. drink along yeah, with blue the is peat a peaty. to bring it on. I didn't understand what peat was, and then I tried it. Here's what peat tastes like. Now smoke the cigar. Oh, I get it. I understand. If you're a peaty guy anyway, you understand peaty scotch, you're probably fine. If you're not a big scotch guy, buy two. One to smoke regular, one to smoke peaty. Well, buy a whole box, right? How many in a box? Twelve. Twelve. So, hey, low box count. Not a bad buy by the box and save, right? That's it. There you go. Okay. I'm about to celebrate 30 years in the cigar business, but before I do, I have a story about the 25th anniversary, a very special cigar that was made for us. I will reveal the information on on that. Very interesting. Next week right here on The Cigar Authority. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you've learned nothing else during this drunken frenzy of the last two hours and you happen to be smoking a second-growth cigar or a trademark Maduro, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll see you next week, everybody. Take a take a trip into another take a trip into another world. CAO Columbia, the newest addition to CAO's World Blends, is a delicious addition to the CAO collection. It's the first cigar to prominently feature Colombian tobacco, and is a mild to medium-bodied blend boasting notes of toasted nuts sprinkled with briny nuances. Using a tobacco from the isolated mountainous region of Colombia, the Aiku Mazinga tobacco is a unique and rare find that provides a smoking experience you won't forget. For a savory smoke that takes you to another world, the CAO Colombia. This is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. 
Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashville, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. Stogie Heaven.